testing for brain surgery is right around the corner, along with the long-term sleep study that will have him stuck in the hospital with wires stuck to his head. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Mike B-Side. It's concerning, you know? It's just like, it's like weird that like, you know, usually when times are tough, like usually there's like, okay, well, at least there's something, you know, even after the housing market crash, it was like, well, it will fix itself. It just takes time. But it's like with this, it's like we don't know when it ends. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's just so, I, and so, and unfortunately, like, you know, and then even after this ends, it's probably still going to take a while for you to get back into the hospital for this sleep study. You know, I mean, this suddenly like, you know, is who knows how long you're going to be kind of just, again, back, back where you have been, but still it's like, that's, right. that's shitty, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, this is uh it's a period of time where we could easily let fear take over. And, you know, this is one of those times where, where, and it, this doesn't have to, there's conspiracy theories left and right about this, about this being a pre-constructed crisis. Yeah. And I'm really not interested in that per se, you know, who, oh my God, one of the governments wants to take control or just, but that's governments for you, right? Yeah. That's governments <laughs> for you. Come on, dude. What, your so government? I, I think really gov- where my concerns become, again, I understand it's a health crisis, so we all need to do our part to, you know. It's the vacuum. It's the yeah. vacuum that's left, but the it, fear that allows people to go to megalomaniacs and cult of personality types and glom on. It's this kind of fear that will create authoritarianism. And see, know? and that's where it's like, my, that's where I'm getting, that's kind of where I'm trying to get to is like, okay. um, so it's like basically, like, you know, like you can feel the fear. People can't do anything six feet apart, social distancing. And I understand that it's a health crisis and all that, but it's like the scarier thing to me is like how quickly we've all conceded you know, to just being like, oh, that's okay. You can tell me to stay home, you know? And I, you know, and I understand like it's a health crisis and all that, but it's like, you know, like I'm a you know, first, first amendment right is also besides the freedom of speech is the right to assemble. Suddenly I can't go anywhere in public. No more groups larger than 10. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, at what point do you draw the line between your public health safety concern, which is valid. And as far as I'm concerned, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but as an American and like, you know, I serve in the Marines, I take a lot of pride in that. And like, where do I stand? Where do I draw the line between you saying this is a public health concern and you overstepping your bounds? And now this is government control. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, and so, and so, you know, and so, and that's the whole thing I came down to to me is like, you know, when they force these restaurants to close and stuff like that, I'm like, to me, it's like, you can, if you want to put out a public health order and it's just like, where do you, where do we as people, or at least where do I personally, I draw my line, but it's like, where it's, it is weird to me that like so many people so quickly have suddenly been like, Oh, this is okay. When for years, if anything like this had happened in any other way, it's like, no, this is I, you can't tell me how to do that. This and is so communism. I don't know. This is socialism. This is hundred percent. It's the, yeah. you know, the weirdest thing of all. And I'm not trying to like say I support him or not, but it's like all of a sudden everybody wants Bernie Sanders to be president, you know, healthcare talking about giving everybody money to bail people out and stuff like that. And whether you agree with him or not, you know, at the end of the day, everybody right now is like, you know what? It might help be helpful right now. And so it's like, to me, it's like, it's such a fast change. And to me, I think that's what for me is like outside of the virus, outside of the economic things, like, I mean, at least for me, I feel like every, I feel like everybody's just suddenly flipped a switch and like, it's like nothing, nothing put like how people usually think makes sense. All of a Uh sudden Republicans are agreeing with like, you know what? We should give everybody a thousand bucks to get them through these times. You know, at least that's what the number started at and every day it changes. So but it was, and it's like, 
and so it's just like all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need to get healthcare testing for everybody for free. You know, you don't have to pay for it. And yada, 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 this, this, that. And I'm like, how fast did that change? Where I'm like, now all of a sudden everybody wants Bernie Sanders to be president essentially. And, you know, and that's the weirdest thing is all this happens on an election year. And to me, that's why with Rand Paul, I'm kind of irritated. Cause like if your leadership comes from the top, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. That's kind of like one of those stupid things I always say, but it's just like, you know, he, he probably gave speeches to, you know, Senator Kentucky probably had his own press release uh, of like, Hey, you know, six feet apart, don't do this. And then he goes and does the exact opposite of that is where like your leadership comes to, has to be on top on point to handle a crisis like this. And personally, after that story, I don't really feel much. I don't have, I have no, I've never had a lot of faith in the government, but now I have even less. And so, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I see it also as an eye opener too. It's, it's just like, you know, for so long we've been back and forth. The, the citizenry has been back and forth and back and forth with, you know, your side's corrupt, your side's corrupt, your side sucks, your side sucks. And it, it's like, you know what, this is a great chance for us to open up this dialogue between the different sides and leave the government bullshit out of it and just talk to each other and figure it out because it is going to be up to us to keep this shit from getting authoritarian and militaristic and fucking, you know what I mean? It's going to be up to the people to maintain that control. And that's, and it, that goes right back to your, your right of assembly. It's yes. the power to assembly and, and is and, critical. And, 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 and there are actually some like beautiful things. I think I have seen personally come out from this whole COVID-19 outbreak. Like, you know, and especially with social media is like all the videos going around right now, Italy is on total lockdown, you know, and all the amazing videos I've seen of people like, you know, they bring their instruments out to the balcony and they're performing and people are like, you know, having projectors play giant TV screens on their apartment buildings. And it's just like, and so like, even though they're on total lockdown, the way the people naturally pull together and like, there's some really beautiful videos out there. Like there's this one I love and it's like this dude's on the patio just playing the piano over speakers for all his, you know, in Italy, all the other people in this kind of apartment complex. And then this other guy like down a few breaks out a saxophone and they just start jamming. And like, to me, it's like, it's a beautiful way of like actual human connection. And then, so like, there's, there's definitely some like, you know, if you really look at it, there's actually been some beautiful personal moments. I think I've really come from this. And I think that that's amazing. And I think that will have a lasting impact of people all of a sudden looking at their neighbor, like we're all in this together. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, it doesn't matter how you feel, think, look, whatever. It literally is a hundred percent. Like we're all going through it. What happens? What happens and it's to you? I think already pulled people together. Mm -hmm. What happens to you, my neighbor means a hell of a lot more to me than whatever the fuck happens in some Capitol building somewhere. What happens to you, my friend in that mm -hmm. sense? Like when it comes to, I think down, for a while, and I think, I think, and I think for a long time it got to a point where like, you know, and like, I, I always hate when people are like, Oh, we shouldn't talk about politics with your friends. Cause it's always a bad one. I'm like, to me, it's like politics are to me personally, like that should be an important discussion. hundred percent. You know, it's like, it's, I think it's important to have those political conversations. You have to be able to have them respectfully. And I think for a long time, like we've gotten to a point where you can't have that, where it's almost, you know, you have, it's like everything is so, I feel black and white, you know, like if you're, if you're a Democrat, you get called a, you know, a socialist, a liberal millennial snowflake, all these other insults. And then if you're on the right, you're a conservative, you're stuck in the 1950s. And we got into, I feel, and I feel like at one point, you know, for a long time, it's been so much where it's like, we're just labeling each other and it closed each other off. Cause nobody wanted to like get a, nobody wanted to step on each other's toes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and you know, nobody wanted to be too politically. We were so politically correct that we were just being so rude. We were, be, we were offend by trying to be politically correct and not offending people. We offended everybody yeah. and created this whole labeling. And now I think it's like when this is real, when it's like, yo, it doesn't really like this a virus doesn't pick sides, right? You know, a virus doesn't pick sides. It just goes. Yeah. And so it's like, all of a sudden it's like, it's not like, Oh, if we do this, this happens to them. It's literally like, well, you know what? We might as well help each other out because not a lot else we can do. Everybody already knows that the healthcare system is going to get overrun in the United States. They're already talking about the shortages of masks and gloves and everything else. And this is just week two of being on lockdown. And they're saying this is going to go for months and months. It's very yeah. real. Like you can't count on the hospitals. Right. You can't count on a doctor or whatever, or uh, what's the fucking machines they keep talking about that they don't have ventilators. They mm-hmm. don't have enough ventilators. Everybody's short on by thousands. You realize you can't count on that. It's literally going to come down to who's at your left, who's at your left and right, you know? And that's the way what it is all while staying as far away from them as possible. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. Finger distance, fingers touching. Okay. We're safe. Mm -hmm. It really is, man. It really is. It kind of, I think it is going to make us kind of, hopefully, hopefully make us kind of open up, talk a little bit and maybe, maybe be able to, yeah. I, th- I think once all of this is over, I think the dialogue, it will open. I think that will be actually a very progressive one in a lot of ways, a hundred percent. And so I think right you know, it's like right now it's the panic right now. This is just the beginning. And we all know that this, this is just the beginning. We don't know when it's going to end, but we're so new to this. We're all having our first reactions. Yeah. And so I think like, and I think like, you know, once we get through it, which we will, you know, I mean, like you look at everything else humanity has pulled through, like we, we will find a way to survive. We'll find a way to fix everything else that is fucked up. Even if right now it seems hopeless, you know, and like, uh, you know, it's like, it, it, it will get better. And I think at the end of this the dialogue that will open, I think will actually be a really beautiful one and like good for everyone as a whole. So hope. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that, man. I'm going to agree with it. I think so too. I mean, yeah, be able to just open up and actually talk, talk, you know, mm-hmm. um, help each other dispel the rumors, help each other get through it, help each other survive this shit, you know, for sure. One thing I really hope is that we don't lose a sense of humor either. We need to be able to joke about it a little bit. hundred percent. I yeah, mean, that, I mean, we got to be careful about it. You don't want to offend. I mean, who don't you offend anymore these days? You know, it, it is, is. Concern, it's, you know, it's a trying time and it's going to be a time of change. It's going to change after this. I don't think anything's ever going to be the same, but I figure, you know what, while, while we're waiting for the sleep studies and all that stuff to kick back in, kind of waiting to see what happens with this coronavirus in our communities. Um, let's take this podcast and, and the website that I'm working on and let's turn it into something like a good resource, you know, see what we can do to help out. You know, what, what can we do that, that might be able to benefit somebody going through some shit? No, absolutely. And I think, you know, I would, you know, I'd love to get it to a point where people actually come to us for, you know, just comfort or whatever, you know, and shit like that. And I think that's why we both kind of started. We both kind of want to like try to, you know, kind of like if somebody wants to listen to our bullshit, that's amazing. Cause that's, you know, really what it is, is bullshit. But you know what, if it helps somebody, awesome you know awesome. and, at the end of the day, and yeah. at the end of the day, i think it helps me you know lets me 
kind of rant about like, you know, what's on my mind and stuff like that. And so hope, you know, I, I hope I don't, you know, come across as like totally like hopeless right now. I know I've just kind of just been bitching, but you know, it's just like, uh, you know, at least at the end of the day, I know it helps me out, you know, my own way. Yeah. So. yeah, no, it really does. It really does. It helps to, it helps to talk about it. It helps to get it out there, you know, and, um, helps to put it out on the table because then it's not being all bottled in and stuff. Uh, something I actually figured out real quick with what I'm going through is, is bottling anything up for me is, is just potentially medically dangerous anymore. So I can't do that shit. You know, I got to let it out. I can't, I can't leave shit bottled in anymore because that, that actually helps to trigger the shit. So I'll say, well, stress actually cause stress a seizure. Can, stress can help cause seizures. Yeah. So, um, all sorts of different things can add to it. You know, um, one of the things they thought about my Christmas seizure, they, the, one of the, uh, theories on my Christmas seizure from the neurologists was that it was just the, uh, it, it was the excitement and the, excitement and stress from the holidays you know mm. morning after christmas boom you know hits hard had had kind of a big old build up to the holiday and then i get it yeah absolutely you know i mean even like you said with your most recent one like you probably you found out your you know sleep study was canceled all this is going on it's a stressful time so no absolutely you know it's well yeah and i i worked ahead so that i would have a whole week to do nothing but get studied and yeah yeah we all have nothing to do (laughs) i hate that dude oh my god i hate having nothing to do like honestly like check on your extroverted friends because we are not doing okay right now like all i want to do i just want to go do anything with anyone and it's i I, it's like you really shouldn't and (laughs) so it's like well fuck like so yeah 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 i'm not supposed to go anywhere alone supposed Mm -hmm. to yeah i'll sneak out right across the cul-de-sac where i'm staying there's a park and so uh i can actually walk walk that up to the lake and if i time it right i won't run into anybody you know there you go. so that works and then uh i i'm gonna be spending some of my time up at the folks ranch got to go up and help them out a little bit make sure they're doing yeah okay. um, yeah and they got pack llamas mm-hmm and there's an open space trail that's pretty much closed to everybody. But well, we happen to live right next to the open space trail. So we're going to, yeah, I'm going to go up and hike around with some llamas, motherfucker. That's how I'm spending my lockdown time. I might have to go join you for some lockdown then, man. Like I'm just, I'm just watching. I'm going back and forth between the news and Netflix. And oh. I go to net, I go to Netflix when I'm pissed off with the news Mm-hmm. And then I leave Netflix. Netflix when I'm like, you know what? I should be at least trying to stay somewhat up to date on this. So I don't know. It's like I said, like I said man, for me, it's like I've never. I I didn't realize how much free time I could have had if I only had one job. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the cool thing is like I've been able to see some friends. You know, I'm actually able to go, you know, and social, you know, and go visit them and hang out with them and stuff like that. And like, just, and just kicking it at their house. We're not going out and doing shit, you know, we're just going to their house, chilling, trying to be responsible. Yeah. But it's actually been nice, you know, to get back out there, reconnect with some people. I haven't hung out with as much as I have just cause like I've been working. I've been trying to get this food truck started, which 
you know, that's what sucks is like, that's the, and that will happen eventually, but it's like my, you know, my plan in October kind of just got shit on. And so again, for selfish reasons, really oh, upset no. about it. Cause it's just like, I think it's just cause like, I, and I know it's not a waste of time, but I feel like the last three years of me busting my ass, working four jobs, 90, 100, 110 hours a week was for nothing. You know, I was finally at a point where like this was getting real and all of a sudden I don't, I, it, I can't do that. Like I don't, you know, I was counting on, you know, the tips I was going to make this summer to kind of really get those final stages started, move to Houston and really get hit the ground running. And it's like, that's not happening. There's the, there's no way that's happening. Cause like, you know, that those tips are gone for the summer. They're not coming back overnight. Yeah. And so and I think again, for selfish reasons like that, that really upsets me. Cause it's like, I feel like I've been doing everything right. You know, I finally, you know, I, I can, I got to, handle on my partying. I became a responsible adult. I paid off $75,000 of credit card debt in two and a half years. That's, you epic. know, and so like, you know, I busted my ass to get to this point and it's like, and I feel like, you know, the, like the rug got taken out from under me and there's nothing I can do about it. And I think like for me, at least that is the most frustrating thing in the world right now. It's just, like, I'm so, I'm literally so mad and I don't know who to be mad at. I don't know, you know, and it's like, and I, and I, I can't be mad because like, it's a health, it's a health issue. And I get that. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, I just like, I just, I don't lie. It's kind of, it's, it, you know, it kind of, <laughs> cool. it really broke my heart, you know, cause I was like, you know, I'm excited, you know, I'm trying to like start a business and get out, get out on my own and do my own thing. And like, and that'll still happen. But now it's just, it, it, I don't know when, and I don't know how much longer or how different the food industry is going to be now from all this health concern stuff. And so it's, it really throws a wrench in everything that I feel like I've been working on. So yeah, I think that's more why I'm mad. It's just, you know, it's like a selfish reason. I got fucked, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You basically described to it almost to a T how I felt last mm -hmm. year when all this right. happened. You yeah. Know? Same thing. I, uh, my voiceover work was growing. I was getting more and more clients. My MC work was growing. I had a couple of deals to do festivals and brew fests and concerts all over Western Colorado. Yeah, I, I had a lot of stuff lined up and I was, I was looking forward to it, man. Things were, things were really, really moving forward for me. And uh, in a blink of an eye, Blink Literally, of an eye, bam. Blink of an eye, it's gone. And yeah, it's selfish. Yeah, it's selfish. But at the same time, it's not necessarily that selfish. I mean, that was your dream, man. I mean, you're allowed to be selfish about a few things. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you work, you had a plan. Work your ass off for it. You worked your ass off for it, you know. Um, becoming a man becoming a good good man becoming a strong man becoming your own man is nothing to feel like you're being selfish about um it's it's part of the becoming part of growing up man and becoming your own coming into your own so nothing selfish about that i don't think because the stronger you are in that regard then the more you're going to be able to take care of the people you love that's how i always saw it Oh, absolutely. You know, and I mean, hopefully, you know, I think the thing is like, I know the food truck will happen. I know it will. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it just, it, it sucks that, I, you know, kind of like you said, like, I feel like I was finally in a good place. I've actually been like, I want, I'm kind of proud of myself of what I've accomplished over the last couple of years. Exactly. And like the changes I had to make in my life to make this food truck happen. It's a lot. 
like everything changed for me. I, you know, I'm on a sleep schedule. I, you know, I, I choose to make smarter decisions. It's just like, and it's all because like at the end of the day, like this is my motivation right now. You know, I don't have, I don't have a family, but I have this. And I feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to become a better person. And I feel like I was on the right path and I am still, but it took a lot of change. It took a lot of effort. And it's just like, you know, and it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's, and it's, and part of me feels like that didn't matter. And I think it did, you know, I think like, like regardless, even if the food truck doesn't work out at the end of the day, I've cleared a lot of credit card debt that would have stuck with me for who knows how long if I didn't. And so even if the food truck fails, like I know I'll be in a better position because of what's already changed for me, but it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, it's heartbreaking. I feel, you know, and for you, it's heartbreaking too. You know, the same thing, you know, you woke up one day, you're just having seizures. Like that's, that's heartbreaking. You know, it's like, you don't know what to do. And it's like, you know, I won't lie. This is new for me, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, man. Maybe we can help each other. That's that's something else I was thinking about too. We can help each other out. You know, um, get a little living job board for for folk. You know, hey, I got a roofing job. I need. Hey, I'm out of work. I know how to do that. Shit like that. I don't know. I would love I that. Know. You know, I mean, it's just you know, just something where it's like people just can get in touch with each other and like you know, even these hard times but hey we can work out our own deals you know our own way yeah to whatever it is so you know maybe it's not a bad idea we just try to put people in touch with each other where it's like if you need it somebody's got it you know and you guys can kind of figure it out you know you guys can help each other out in a way whatever it is yeah something like that Mm -hmm. i mean this is kind of how i've been in the last year how some other people i know with disabilities have to live their whole lives and it's like i don't know reach out man they've got especially those people who have had to do this most of their lives, you know, it's like, reach out. They might have some insight for you, especially for extroverts like us. Yeah. Right. As I was saying, all I literally, all I want to do is like, just call like eight random people and say, let's go rock climbing or something stupid. You know, it's like, I just want to go do something, anything. And as, as like, I just want to do anything that can take my mind off like the shit that's bothering me, which maybe that's not healthy, but it's like everyone else is going through it too. Sometimes it's good to have a distraction, but it's like, what are you going to do right now? Like, you know, and or not, like, you know, you can still go out, you could go, go on a hike, you know, even though you shouldn't be in like, go on a hike. I feel like, I don't know if that's like appropriate right now, but it's like, go on a hike. music isn't canceled. You know, even though school's canceled, like the art isn't canceled, you know, work out. You know, so I think that's one thing is like, I want to take a time. I want to take some time to actually like, refocus myself a bit, maybe look at some of like the artistic things I was kind of working on and like stuff like that, you know? And so it's like, maybe, you know, maybe it's a good time also where it's like people can refocus on shit that gets you out of work. Shit that is your escape. Playing music. It's it's a really good time to really dive into those hobbies. You know, people are always like, Oh, I wish I had time to learn how to do this dance. Well, now you probably do. (laughs) So why not like go learn how to do a dance? You know? So it's like, I think, you know, hopefully maybe some, uh, I hope I develop some healthy habits out of this, you know, like I'm, I'm going to try hopefully maybe focus on like some of the artistic side of things that I've been working on and stuff like that, you know? So, Hey, we have more time to record. It's not me like, well, I'll be home and I have two hours, so let's get it done. <laughs> yeah. It's like a house arrest, but now everybody's under house arrest. So. See, yeah, it's like, like we all caught a felony. We all got a felony. We're out on probation. That's what we're on right now. <laughs> I don't feel so alone in my loneliness anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, 
whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>